Hey, Shoujo fans! Welcome to episode 33 of Shoujo Sunday. This week, we will be going over episodes 16 through 18 of Oran High School Host Club. Let's dig in. back and it's Oron time and we are going to get into episode 16 Operation Haruhi and Hikaru's first date. Here's our soft serve summary. Hikaru is rude to Haruhi's middle school friend Arai after learning that he used to have a crush on her. Haruhi slaps Hikaru who goes off to sulk. Kaoru invites her out on a date to make amends but feigns illness in order for Hikaru to go with her. Kaoru hopes Haruhi can help Hikaru develop some social skills, but it seems hopeless when they again encounter Arai and Hikaru runs off just before a thunderstorm strikes. Worried about Haruhi, Tamaki calls Hikaru, accusing him of being selfish, and then tells him that Haruhi is afraid of thunder, thus revealing her weakness. Hikaru eventually finds Haruhi hiding under the altar of a church, where he comforts her and apologizes for his behavior. Kaoru remarks to Kyoya that Hukaru will not notice his feelings for Haruhi because he's a dummy, while Kyoya comments that their club is full of dummies. And that is our summary uh, brought to you in part by Wikipedia. (laughs) Okay, Gianna, do you have a theme? Yes, I do. I put, jealousy happens, but don't feed into it or allow it to consume you. Actually, perfect, yes. Oh, thank you. What do you have? I said, if you want a relationship with someone, you need to learn how to respect them first. Oh, yes. I love that. It's a little inspired by Tamaki because he sort of says something similar in the episode. Do you have any sprinkle on top? I do. I just put that Hikaru's listening to Shisu again when he's standing in the rain. So it's just an Easter egg from the ending theme coming back into the episode. Yes. I love how they sort of just play into the lore of Oran with Oran items. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't have any sprinkle on top, so let's get into Floats Your Boat. I feel like I have a lot of Floats Your Boat for all of our episodes this week, which is really exciting. Although a lot of them are reactionary, like this first one, for example. For my fellow English dub watchers, we have Jerry Jewell as Arai, and that is the voice of Kyo in Fruits Basket. I just love his work, so I just oh, I always fangirl when I hear it. He has such a nice voice. See, this is what comes from one of us watching the dub and the other watching the sub. Yeah. Pick up on this. Yeah. But yes, I love Kyo, so. Any Kyo references is good with me. Oh, very much same. Very much same. But I guess um, a real floats your boat would be this moment that happens at the very beginning of the episode with Tamaki. Harahi is introducing all of the hosts to Arai. And she refers to Tamaki as an acquaintance of mine because he gave her that handbook in the last episode where he was like, well, you're acting as my apprentice. You can't refer to me as your senpai. So she's like, oh, he's just an acquaintance of mine. And then Tamaki immediately starts to fall into his depression and Misuzu like happens to like slam down on the piano in that moment. 
And he's like, Misuzu, don't add sound effects to my moment of despair. And I love that so much. A hilarious way to open the episode. Oh, uh, that was my first floats your boat as well. Oh, I yeah. Just, <laughs> I just, it was so hilarious to me. It's like, yes, that is exactly what his despair would sound like. Yeah, it's so dramatic. Also, can we talk about like how adorable Arai is? Because he's precious. <laughs> I feel like I wrote that he was precious. So many times in my notes, in particular, the way he was talking about his crush on Haruhi, he's like, oh, I was drawn to the faraway look in your eyes and the way you looked someone in the eyes when you spoke to them. Oh, I just love him. Ooh, that's partially in a, I don't know, was that, I think that was partially in Hot Fudge for me. Oh, wow. Okay. But we'll get into that more later. Okay. But it was, um, <laughs> I did think that he as a character was cute. There was just some aspects that I didn't really like. But there oh, wasn't. Okay. I think I know what you're getting at. And I think it's banana split for me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But I did like the fact that Haruhi got some time to catch up with him. Yeah. And it really started off innocent enough of like just them asking how each other like were talking about middle school and talking about high school and stuff. And I thought it was just hilarious until we find out how Arai confessed. I thought it was so funny that Haruhi didn't even realize that he confessed to her <laughs> yeah. and that she rejected him. <laughs> right. She's like, huh? They're like, wait, why are you surprised? Right. Yeah. The Kyoya fourth wall break there. I was like, oh, perfect. Because why are you? Why don't you realize it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I only have two floats your boat left. So. Oh, okay. My next one's about Kadu. Okay. So I just put that Kadu is such a good guy, honestly. He apologizes to Arai mm. and then makes up his own mischievous plan to get Hikaru on a date with Haruhi. It was kind of interesting to see him using his mischief for good in a way. And I have a couple quotes from him that I just thought were really insightful. He says, you have to tell people how you feel or they'll never know. I feel like he's very perceptive in that way. He's like more perceptive like socially than Hikaru is. And he also says, if you want to have friends, people who aren't just your toys, you have to respect them, which I think was like um your theme for the episode. Oh, right, right. But I said it was Tamaki and not Hikaru. My oh, bad. Yeah, no, it's okay. It's all good. But yeah, yeah. That, was, that was just my whole point. I just, I was loving Kadu very much in this episode. Yeah, it was nice to just see him be, I guess, more of the mature twin and be able to provide insight onto what Hikaru was feeling. And I think that helped actually promote their individuality of like Kaoru is the more knowledgeable twin or the more insightful twin and Hikaru is more playful and I guess caught up in his emotions. Yeah, yeah, I see yeah. it the same way for sure. Mine, I think, is sort of connected to yours or in line with yours because you mentioned the date. Oh, I yeah. thought it was so funny that Honey, like Rogue, decided to be an ice cream man. It's oh just my like, God. Okay. Yes, that's exactly what I had next to. <laughs> yeah, just him being this ice cream man is like, okay, Shoujo Sunday, it's a date. <laughs> yeah it was even better that it was ice cream and like his little like voice he tries to put on <laughs> to sound like yes. an old man it was so and, precious and then immediately Mori is just like oh abandoned ship 
like <laughs> gets him right before they could notice that it was Honey doing it. Yeah. Um, I love the way it's drawn too when he like scoops him yeah. up and they're like in the corner of the screen and there's like a little popsicle sticking out. <laughs> it was really funny. Yeah, yeah. But then them even doing that inspires Haruhi to get ice cream for real. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah. again, what I have next, too. We're just, like, twinning this whole episode, which I guess is appropriate twinning. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it is. It is. Oh, wait. But then, oh, if we are twinning, I think I would be Hikaru. Oh, yeah. Oh, I would love to be Kado. Yes, because I'm normally, oh, uh, I won't say I'm normally angry, but I think I'm the first to get angry. <laughs> I'm like rational at times, but still, I'm the first to get angry. And then Gianna's like the voice of reason. <laughs> oh, you can definitely be rational. Don't be too hard on yourself. Yeah, I'll say that. I'm not as bad as Hikaru, but if anyone was going to be Hikaru within like us as host, it would be me. That'll be our, th- we'll be the, the Hikaru and Karu of Shoujo Sunday. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, yeah, I'm just slightly more rational, but still, I'm quick to get mad. So. <laughs> Oh, I still have, um, were you still going to go on about how did he getting ice cream? No, my next thing is before the end of the episode, but still like in the middle of the conflict. Okay. Well, I, I really liked about how did he getting ice cream <laughs> that Tamaki bursts out of the window with a second cone for her on the house just because she had offered he could do the first lick of the cone and he didn't want them to indirectly kiss. <laughs> Like, I've seen this so many times. I still laugh at the episodes, but that, like, I laughed out loud watching that just the other day. Yeah. Do you know what? Didn't she? Who did she indirect? It was Mori, wasn't it? And then Tamaki didn't notice, like, in the beginning of the anime. Wait, wait which episode? Uh, ooh, I would have to go through our notes. Is that when she offered him a drink at the, um, the pool, the jungle pool SOS episode? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Tamaki was completely distracted to notice. No, it's just, it's just so funny to me because I'm just like, ooh. I'm glad I still remember that, but honestly, it's probably just because of Mori. It was Mori that it, that happened to. That's the only oh, reason yeah. I remember. But yeah, it's funny that Mori, Mori got off scotch-free, but Hikaru, no. I think Tamaki sees him and the twins on the same level. Maybe he's just more attentive to them versus like the other members of the host club. Yeah, like he wouldn't expect it for Mori. He has his right. eyes on the twins for a reason. Yeah. Because they were over there licking cookie crumbs off her cheek. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, don't like people. Yeah, don't like people. So my next floats your boat is also kind of within the conflict. It is Tamaki on the phone. Do you have that too? Yeah. Well, no, it's mine just before that. So I had Arai calling Misusu to ask if Haruhi and Hikaru made it back okay. Oh, yeah. I thought that was very, like, sweet of him to, like, just make sure, like, hey, did they make it okay and stuff? That's really caring. And then it also puts them on alert to be like, oh, we should be making sure that, like, did they come back okay? Is it Mm -hmm. all right? And it helps the other hosts be able to then turn to Hikaru and be like, you need to get your shit together. Yeah. You know, I feel like Arai is just so kind-hearted and thoughtful. So mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Um. So I have, I guess, directly ensuing that Tamaki gets on the phone with Hikaru and he's yelling at him, 
saying that he's a jerk for abandoning Harahi, and that she's terrified of thunder and lightning. I really liked this moment. I thought it was really satisfying the way he was telling him to stop focusing on his jealousy and think of someone else for once. And I remember particularly the first time I watched it, feeling like it was such a satisfying moment, and it still hits every time I watch the scene. Yeah, I mean, I was really, like, proud of Tamaki taking charge and just being like, okay, really, you need to take care of Haruhi. Like, this isn't about how you can be a better person. This is you legitimately taking care of her in this time of fear for her yeah and then now all the hosts know because he said it out loud so if there is thunder and let's say tamaki's not around then everybody can be like oh well she doesn't like that so i can keep an eye on her or something yeah i just kind of went into a little daydream like oh how would mori do that for her because now you have me on this ship right right oh oh i've kind of boarded the ship (laughs) i'm on this ship it's like pirates of the caribbean it's never ending (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any more floats your boat? I have two. How about you? Okay. No, no, I was done after the Arai call. Oh, okay. I just have the conflict resolution here when Hikaru mm-hmm. finds Harahi hiding in the church and she's afraid of the storm. He puts his headphones on her ears, he holds her close, and he apologizes profusely for his behavior. I feel like it was starting to finally sink in for him that how he was acting wasn't right. Especially after Tamaki talked to him and after seeing Haruhi and her like really being affected by something, he was like, oh, let me take a step back and make this not about me. It was nice to see that bit of growth from him. Yeah, like I was glad that he was able to find her and that he did have something to actually distract her from the thunder. Yeah. But I'm glad that he apologized. I think he had to do that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And my last floats your boat is just kind of piggybacking right off of that, seeing a little bit more growth from Hikadu. Like he's really trying to make an effort with Arai the next morning. It's really nice to see him trying to get over this jealousy, even though I'm sure it's very hard for him. You know, a day doesn't really make that much of a difference, even if you're trying. And even in retrospect, Araya was just so accommodating and sweet towards Hikadu through this whole thing, no matter how mean he was to him. And I kept going back and forth whether that's like a good thing or like potentially a bad thing, but I don't know. It's just nice to see someone choose kindness from my perspective. Yeah, yeah. I think Arai was really a stand-up individual the whole time. Yes. And I don't think the host really needed to feel threatened by him. No, not at all. Yeah, so I'm glad that, you know, they were able to resolve it all in time and that Haruhi was okay. Yeah. Although I don't like watermelon, but, you know. (laughs) You know, I'm not big on watermelon either. I don't know if we talked about this before, but I feel like it doesn't have, like, that much of a flavor. Like, it's kind of refreshing, I guess, if it's, like, a really hot day and you're parched and, like, it's available. But otherwise, I wouldn't, like, necessarily choose to eat watermelon under any other circumstance. Right. Like, if I'm parched, I'm just going to drink water. Right. Like, like if water's available, I'm picking that first before the melon version of it. Right. Why do I need to chew water when I can drink it? Like, (laughs) (laughs) Golden question right there. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I guess that might be a hot take for people. Yeah, I don't really like, I'm sorry, I don't like watermelon. I don't like, I hate honeydew. Why? I'm not what big is- on melon. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. it is. I just don't, I don't really like melon. It's just never been for me either. Like, mm-mm. No. Mm. If that got anybody uh, fired up. Sorry. You don't apologize. <laughs> no, no, I mean, no, apologize. I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're not sorry. It is what it is, okay? We can agree to disagree. I still, we still think you're stand-up people that you like melon. We just don't. If we're right, ever somebody in, has to eat the melon out there. Right. And if we're ever in the same vicinity and we randomly, I don't know why, randomly, hypothetically get edible arrangements that have melons in it, we will <laughs> give them to you. <laughs> yeah, just know you will get all of our leftover melon. Yes. Okay. Let us get into banana split. So do you have some? I have two. Okay. Do you have any? No. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I have just straight I up. Be- I wonder if <laughs> I wonder if both of these are like ice cream, ice cream for you. I'll start with the light okay. one because I think or not the light one, my second one, because I think that my first one is one of your hot fudges. <laughs> so okay. And it'll be a good transition that way because I don't have any hot fudge. So that'll be all you. Okay. So this might be compartmentalizing for me or just it was the flow of the episode made me put this in banana split. So we have Hikaru being honestly pretty rude to Haruhi. He's shutting mm-hmm. down all of her ideas and not coming up with anything substantial on his own. But this like launches us into a really funny bit because they're being followed of course naturally they're being followed by the host club and tamaki's wailing about how it should be him he should switch places with hikaru because he would show her a good time and he quick like looks at kyoya and he's telling him to disguise himself as a punk and to pick a fight with uh hikaru so that tamaki can step in and kyoya just replies where do you dream this stuff up (laughs) that interaction (laughs) I I love that it's recognized. It's like, Tamagi, like, what is your brain doing? Like, you gotta calm down. But yeah, the rest of it sucked, but yeah. No, no, I thought that was, like, funny as well. Yeah. Because it's like, he just dreams up these things, and then he just turns to Kyoya to make it happen, and that's just, I'm glad that Kyoya was like, why do you even come up with these situations? (laughs) Yeah. Like, no. And okay, so I guess my other banana split, and it's banana split because Arai is so precious. I adore him. If I was, you know, at his middle school or whatever, I'm sure I would have been like, I would have had a huge crush on him or something. So that is why it's banana split, because he's so precious. Arai assumes that Haruhi not going to the same high school as him is a romantic rejection. <laughs> And if anything in the world could be classified as a stretch, it is that. Like, he absolutely should have been more direct. It's clear that she's just not understanding his undertones. Yeah, 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 that was a hot fudge for me. But I get why, because he did it in a lighthearted way and he didn't push for it. So I can see it being banana split. But yeah, it was hot fudge for me. Yeah, we can transition right into hot fudge if you want to elaborate. Okay, yeah. So the reason why I said Arise Confession was a hot fudge for me is just off of the basis that, okay, so he likes Haruhi and he didn't just outright say he liked Haruhi. He just said, I want to go to the same school as you. Yeah. And I consider that I mean, one, confession aside, I consider that to be really selfish of him because Haruhi was applying to Oran because she wanted to get in. And he even acknowledged the fact that she had really great grades. And if she has grades like that, then she might have a chance to really get into Oran. 
But going up to her and then using this as a confession, like, hey, I know that you are applying to Oran because you want to get in, but I like you and I want us to go to the same school is very selfish, which I mean, I guess if she had realized, oh, it's a confession, then she would have said no. But I think expecting a girl to like uproot her trajectory or her plans just because you want to be with her is kind of ridiculous. And I also think that if he liked her enough, then he still could have confessed even if she was going to Oran because you can still date somebody and you go to different schools. Oh, absolutely. Um, Yeah. And so her not being in proximity doesn't mean that he has to stop liking her. So that in and of itself also made made the confession weak to me because it's like if you really liked her, then you one would have realized like, okay, this is part of her end goal or end game. You would have wanted to support her in that. And then at the same time, if you liked her, then her going to another school wouldn't have stopped you from legitimately confessing. And so that's why I just saw it as um, it sounds more ice cream, you scream, but the hot fudge part of it for me is just the expectation of I'm going to confess for you, change your plans so that we can be together. Like, no. Yeah, I think when I was watching it, I don't know if I interpreted it the same way. I think it was more that he was like, just kind of letting her know that, oh, like, I really wanted to go to the same school as you. Not so much that he had an expectation, but just as in a, as a hint towards his feelings, which is mm. still not, <laughs> not the way to do right. it. Like, if you really, really like this girl and you're so infatuated with her and you're noticing all these small things about her, just say, you know, saying three words is a lot easier than right. saying, we should have gone to the same school together. Why not just say, hey I like you or I have feelings for you <laughs> right because she, I mean immediately afterwards she's like oh we can go to the staff office together like if you want to apply to Oran you can too like she wasn't stopping him I mean if he wanted to he could have but maybe I'll also say I could be reading a little bit more into that situation just because I've experienced something similar to that Oh, okay. Oh, I'm in a relationship with somebody and then they're telling me to like apply for work in their city because we were like mildly, we were mildly long distance. Like we're, we were in the same state, but still like mildly long distance. And I'm so glad I didn't get any jobs there because it, well, one, he was abusive, but then it didn't Mm. last. And I would have hated to, oh, I'm stuck working and possibly living in this city. And right. the reason why I was even doing it in the first place doesn't exist anymore. Like, oh, uh, no. Yeah, absolutely right. not. So I probably read a little bit more into it. But yeah, that's the reason why I didn't like his confession. The other hot fudge thing that I had is Haruhi slapping Hikaru. Yeah, I had that in Ice Cream, You Scream. I agree. I don't think she should have slapped him. Yeah, because, like, I understood her being frustrated at him, like, mouthing off to Arai because Arai was genuinely being kind. And he also let people know about his bogus confession and that the fact that Haruhi rejected him. And she did rejected him twice. Yeah. So In front of everybody. <laughs> in front of everybody. So there's really, like, no chance of her going out with him. And Hikaru was still mouthing off. 
So I understand her being mad. I yeah. think at that point, all you had to do was just intervene. Like if she just went up to him and just said, I really hate the fact that you're making my friend feel like this, I would get that. But she didn't need to put her hands on him. Mm-hmm. And I thought that it was weird that there was just no apology yeah. from her. Because I think it could have gone both ways in that Hikaru could apologize for being so rude to Arai. At the same time, Haruhi could apologize for slapping him because who are you to slap anybody? Yeah, no, I don't think that there is a call for physical violence at all in that situation. Yeah. I do wish she would have apologized because then that probably would have been an even bigger moment of growth between them for their own relationship. It would have been nice for them to both be like, hey, you know, I acted wrongly towards you today in some way. Let's fix this. Let's just start new or something. You know, it would have been nice to have acknowledgement on both sides a little bit deeper. Yeah, because I think even just having that and then having her not say anything, it just plays into the fact, I mean, I'm not trying to reach or stretch when it comes to this, but like when it comes to domestic violence and it's the woman towards the man, people don't take it as seriously because it's like, oh, men are supposed to be strong, take it on the chin, don't have emotions, listing off all the random male stereotypes I like know off the top of my head, like that. But I'm not saying that it would have gone further than her slapping him, but I still think at that point, you know, she should have apologized or even the other host could have told her, hey, you should apologize. The only time I would say, and I mean, I'm not condoning violence in any way, but the only time I would have understood her slapping him or slapping the twins would have been when they did that like deep fake of her for the website. Yeah, I would have understood like a little bit more. I would have understood it. Like, like that, I understand. But him talking about your friend, would I have been heated? Yes, but I would never put my hands on them. But maybe, I don't know. I'll just end it there. She shouldn't have done it. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, But let us get into Ice Cream, You Scream. I kind of lumped in all of Hikaru's jealousy of Arai in one point. It's just Mm -hmm. like a couple little things. You know, his whole attitude for the majority of the episode was so sour. And we see at that breakfast scene, which I guess sort of could almost put this into banana split, but it's really just about the jealousy. But I do just want to add this because this is a great little thing. Kado wants to join the group. And I think that's such a great thing to hear, that he wants to be friendly with people outside of his brother. This is definitely a young man. Like, this is a growing person. Like, he he's maturing. He wants to be social. It's so good to see. But then Hikaru just tells him, like, no, I don't want to go over there because he's just seeping in his jealousy. And apart from that, getting to, like, when they're on the date, once Arai is in proximity, Hikaru's temper just consumes him again. All how did he want it to do was get home safe before the rain comes, but he could use jealousy just literally leads him to abandon her. Like, I almost, I probably should have put that in Hot Fudge because Mm. that sent me. And, like, she takes off after him in the rain, of course, because, like, she's scared. She's also probably worried. And it starts pouring, and then she has to, like, find a way to get safe. But, like, oh, all of that. So much screaming. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how one person can just really set you off like that. I think he should have been gotten over it, especially if he's listening. Like, she doesn't want to be with him. 
So yeah. and he doesn't even doesn't, like her anymore. Yeah, it's like irrational for him to still be so heated about Arai and everything, but him just leaving her like that is very messed up. Yeah, and like she was in a situation she didn't even want to be in. Not that he knew that Hikaru knew at the time, but yeah, I just. It's a lot. It's a lot. If you got mad at me for simply talking to somebody that I knew and like left me out in the rain, you would need a bigger apology than just some headphones. Yeah. Yeah. And again, not to like drudge up like abusive behavior, but like that's (laughs) that sounds a lot like it. Yeah, it does. Wanting to control who you talk to and like storming away when you don't get your way. That's like super dangerous. It is. It is. Like, yeah. Yeah. But anyway. (laughs) What did I have? The twins being territorial over Haruhi in the first place. I was just like, this is why she wanted a break from them. Exactly. So she can just be her own person outside of the club. Right. Oh, I also put Kaoru pretending to be Hikaru to apologize. I thought that was messed up. It confused Arai because then when Hikaru got mad, he was like, I thought things were fine because of the fact that Kaoru went over and apologized because it's not like he can tell them apart. And so it's a bit of like a mind fuck for Arai in that, oh, he apologized to me, but he's still mad. He apologized again. Like, what is this? You know? Yeah. It also didn't accomplish anything because Hikaru's attitude didn't change in a day. It didn't. It didn't. I didn't like that because it's like you should have just let Hikaru apologize for real. Then Arai, at least Arai would have known better if he saw her out with a twin like, oh, I should be wary of approaching them. Right, right. Yeah. Ooh, I have the maids dressing Haruhi up. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What about it? If you want to go on a date with somebody, you want to go on on a date with who they are authentically, not who you want them to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. And so dressing her up as a girl for like this date and everything, it's like she didn't ask for that service. And so it's like very invasive. Yeah. I guess that's kind of on Kadu, right? Right. It is. It is because Karu is the one that wanted to do that. And I think this isn't really an ice cream you scream. But if I had to say anything, it's like Tamaki complaining about Haruhi being on a date with Haru. Then go ask her on a date. Make a move then. Yeah, make a move because you complaining is not going to make it stop and then randomly intervening and stuff is just weird. Yeah. In the same vein as both of those things, I thought it was rude of Hikaru to walk up to Harahi and the first thing he says to her is, you look weird. Like, your outfit looks weird. Like, I know it's uncharacteristic of her to wear that and obviously she wouldn't pick it herself. So yeah, maybe it does look kind of different. But I don't think he should have said that unless she asked, how do I look? And then he could have been honest. Right. And also just the host club stalking them on the date. We got to stop stalking people, guys. Right. (laughs) Stop stalking people. Honestly, though, I mean, him being a little rude to her, she never did apologize for slapping him. So maybe that's like, okay, yeah, there's that. Maybe like, uh, you look weird because you hit me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh, um, do you have any more ice cream you scream? I have like one more. I have like one more, but it almost feels like beating a dead horse at this point. (laughs) Well, mine is that, uh, so I was watching the sub version. So when Hikaru like puts the headphones on Haruhi's ear and he like apologizes to her and then she says like, thanks Hikaru. 
But the sub, and like, obviously I could tell because it's like I'm listening to it. I won't say I know Japanese, I don't. But I know enough to know that she only said, thanks, Hikaru. But the sub said, thanks, Hikaru, I forgive you. But she didn't say that. Interesting. Yeah. And I'm just like, she only said thanks. She didn't say that she forgave him. So I'm just like, why are you saying that? Because Hikaru is his name. It doesn't translate to I forgive you. Right, right. Interesting. I wonder why they made that choice. Right. I mean, I guess if you weren't paying attention, you wouldn't know any better. But yeah. What was your last one? Well, I almost feel like you saying like because she slapped him and never apologized maybe that's why he was acting weird so like i don't know if this is like null but i'm gonna say it because i was thinking it when i was watching it i just didn't like hikadu's attitude on the date even when araya's gone like he's not even in the picture he's not in the conversation there's not a thought about him like he wanted nothing but time with her and he has it but he's still like being mean to her so i just put it in ice cream you scream yeah yeah i mean i didn't really like his attitude either i would say his initial attitude okay i kind of get it because she didn't apologize but he didn't have to be a dick the whole time no not at all oh oh you know what bonus ice cream you scream before we get to the next episode (laughs) bonus bonus ice cream you scream (laughs) i will just say this girls should not be used for character development Ooh, yes yeah snaps yeah kaudu setting up this date in hopes that hikaru would grow and he didn't in fact he like literally left her out in the rain yeah fuck that so uh, (laughs) i'm fully against girls being used for character development yeah there are better options (laughs) yeah okay let's get into episode 17 hyoya's reluctant day out here is our soft serve summary hyoya whose low blood pressure makes him irritable upon awakening is dragged out of bed by the host and taken to a mall in order to study commoners left to sleep on a bench Hyoya wakes up and notices he is without his wallet and cell phone. Luckily, he meets Haruhi and they spend the day together. Hyoya is curt but reveals that he is the youngest of three sons and, as such, finds it a challenge to surpass his exemplary brothers in order to meet his father's expectations. They encounter a vendor advertising fake pottery as genuine artwork, and when a woman is about to make a purchase, Hyoya steps in and reveals both his knowledge of art and the vendor's trickery. Haruhi is impressed by his altruism, but Kyoya claims that the woman he helped is the wife of an influential financier whose possible alliance may benefit the Otori family. They reunite with the host and find Tamaki has purchased a dog that he named Antoinette. Haruhi comments to Kyoya that he really is a lot like Tamaki in his dedication to helping people, even though he... Kyoya pretends to not care. Kyoya is impressed by her insight. That's our summary from Wikipedia. Okay, Gianna, do you have a theme? I do. I put, being kind to others brings its own reward. The way it warms your heart to know you helped someone out or made their day. Very good. Yes. Oh, thank you. What do you have? I said that there is more to people than what they portray to the public. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Hey, do you have any sprinkle on top? I do have a sprinkle on top. Ooh, okay, you're on a roll today. I know, I was so proud of myself. (laughs) So, 
There's this sign in the mall, which is, I guess, an advertisement for that show they see later in the episode with a demon on it. And we see it when this kid bumps into Keoya's leg and it represents his rage, like the level of rage he has. It was just like one sign, you know, in the leg scene. But when he's in the fast food restaurant with Haruhi and the cashier keeps pushing him for add-ons onto his order, it like shows his face and then there's like... 10 of those signs behind him showing that he's just like absolutely at his wits end with patience. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I did not, I did not pick up on that, but you're absolutely right. Oh, thanks. Yeah, Yeah. I, I always loved that. It was a very funny touch. Yeah. I'll say for floats your boat, I'll start off with one of my likes. Okay. Seeing people fawn over Kyoya in his worst state was hilarious because. It still feels rare for me because of the fact that he, like, manages everything. That it's like, oh, people also want him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it was interesting because it's just like, oh, wow, look at that guy in glasses. He's just my type. (laughs) It's like seeing, like, mini Giannas in an anime episode. (laughs) (laughs) No, me in the wild. (laughs) Right. right. It's just like all of the people interested in Kyoya were, like, Gianna clones. (laughs) Yeah, that would be me. Like, even with this, like slightly unkempt hair and stuff i'd be like oh look at him (laughs) this like art yeah 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 i loved kyoya very much specifically to me being extremely relatable at the beginning of the episode he's up until 5 a.m and ungodly irritable if woken up which is literally my life yeah same yeah (laughs) so there's a moment in the episode where harahi is thinking to herself how do Tamaki and Kyoya complement each other so well if they're so inherently different? And then Kyoya just outright says to her out loud, you're probably wondering how Tamaki and I complement each other so well. <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. Yes, because it's just like he could just tell exactly what's on her mind. And mm-hmm. her reaction to it was also very like hilarious as well. Because it's like, oh my gosh, it's telepathy. <laughs> yeah, like he's in my head. <laughs> yeah. What's one of your likes? It was one of my likes that Haruhi even pushed to know more about Kyoya and his family because Mm -hmm. he's so beyond involved with her life and very intrusive about that, mind you, but so involved in her life. And he's just like, oh, well, you don't really need to know about my family. He's like, uh, no, I should know because if you know all this stuff about my family, like my dad and his friends, like I should know about you. Yeah. She was like, it's not fair otherwise. And I really appreciated that. I'm glad that she pushed for it because it's like, yeah, you definitely need to know more about, about him so that we can know more about him. Yeah. Yeah, so it was just funny to, like, see that and then also to learn the way he acts. You would honestly think he was a first child versus being a lastborn. Right. Because of how he takes control of things. It was interesting to just see his perspective and that, oh, of course, he's the most handsome one because, you know, he is a host club member. So, like... (laughs) Of course, he would be the most handsome brother out of his brothers and stuff. But yeah, it was nice to just see that rather than having an inferiority complex because his father 
compliments his other brother so much that he's like, oh, it's a challenge. Like, I'm going to do better. Yeah. I have a bit of a, like, analysis somewhat of Kyoya in Banana Split just because, like, his attitude this episode was, like, kind of a lot, but somewhat understandable. But yeah, we'll get there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get there. Oh, I like that she he had her save receipts for yes. her to get paid back. Yes, the host club's in debt to Haruhi today. I love it. Yeah. Honestly, oh my gosh, I wish that she charged him interest. <gasps> like... Oh, that would have been great. Right. Like, oh, you can just take this money off of my debt and then add on 25% interest because now I have to walk around with you on a Right, instead of going to the expo and enjoying it on my own. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, How do he, when were those lawyer skills, when will they kick in? (laughs) Right, one of these days it's going to click for her. Yeah. So there is just one frame drawn when Haruhi is talking to Kiyoya at the expo where we see Kiyoya from Haruhi's perspective. It's like he's looking down at her as they're chatting because she's shorter. And I just really liked it being drawn that way so we could kind of see it from her eyes. It was a really nice little touch. Yes, you know, I mean, obviously I like it when possible partners, I know people sometimes ship them. There was a time when I shipped Kyoya and her and Haruhi together, mm-hmm. but still, it's just like you know, looking up at a at a partner, like yes, yes. <laughs> the times where I like to feel small is only during times like that. Otherwise, <laughs> I have a pretty dominating personality, but <laughs> neither here nor there. But yeah, I, I also like that frame. Yeah, especially as like the big Kyoya fan, it's nice to be like feel like he's almost looking at you as the viewer. It's cute. Yes. Ooh, I have Kyoya calling out the fake teacups. Yes, me too. That's what I had next. Okay, it's winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just thought it was nice that he called them out. And you know what? Are those people, the teacup people, is it like a callback to that couple with the cuck boyfriend? <laughs> Like, Um, I would have to look back. I would have to look back to see if that's the same, like, last name. Maybe it is. I I wasn't sure if they were bulls or or teacups. Oh, it's not. It's not. It's not. I just checked. Okay. That would have been really funny. I would have loved that if they made that a callback to, like, Toru's company. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, From episode two. But, okay, no. But I like the fact that Kyoya looked out for the woman, even though it just so happened that she ended up being important. Mm -hmm. I think it was nice that he did that because, like, nobody wants to be scammed. No, definitely not. And just because they're a commoner doesn't mean that they don't want nice things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that Haruhi particularly decided to call him out for saying that there was no way he could see her ring from where they were standing, even though he was like, no, I had something to gain from it. She was like, no, but like, there's no way you could know. I liked that she just was outspoken about that. Yeah, I think he wants to come off as like this bad guy. Yeah, which is so but interesting. He's not. Yeah. Yeah. Another very cute Kyoya moment from the expo was him trying to comprehend artificially flavored snacks. <laughs> he's like, right. if the first ingredient is corn, why go through all the trouble to artificially make it taste like melon? Like, it's so innocent. 
Yes, and it really like was something that Tamaki would probably ask to. Like, oh, I could easily hear Tamaki saying it in his voice. Although at that point, I think he would exaggerate to just be like, "You can't even buy melon, so you have to taste artificially made melon <laughs> cookies." <laughs> right, you can't afford fresh melon, so you must buy this cheaper bag of crisps that taste like it. Yeah, that's so funny. The last floats your boat that I have is the Oran host rangers and Renge. <laughs> yeah, that was wild. <laughs> Just like the twins, I know they ask, why is she here? Like, I know, I'm like, is there anywhere they can go where she's not like magically there? <laughs> where she doesn't have like this motor? Like how many around the city and in the school does she have set up? Right. <laughs> Oh, and you know what? Because you did say that in the sprinkle on top, like every time that Kyoya was mad, he was compared to like that dragon monster thing mm-hmm. that we see during like this host rangers like event for kids. But what's cute is that the hero that comes out is Kyoya. Oh, it is. <laughs> That's amazing. Kyoya is the one that comes out to save the day. And it's just like, oh, okay. I guess, you know, another Easter egg within the episode is that he might come across or want you to think that he's the bad guy, but he's actually also a hero as well. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, and also, like, I mean, he has a... Again, I'm going to get into it more in Banana Split. Like, he has a lot on his shoulders. Like, he has demons he needs to conquer. So it's kind mm-hmm. of symbolism for that. That's like another sprinkle on top. Yeah. But do you have any more floats your boat? I just have two. Okay. So my first one is just that the host club had such a great day at the shopping center. And I just wish we could have seen more from the other host's perspective. I would pay good money to see what it was like to see Tamaki in a pet shop. <laughs> and yes. like going through adopting a dog. <laughs> Right, like, I would have loved to see, like, honey around the animals and stuff. Oh my god, yeah. Maury probably, like, petting a guinea pig with one finger. (laughs) Yes, or, like, him finding another dog or some dog that's sort of, like, solemn and it's like, oh, you're just like this animal. Like, I would have loved a moment like that. Yeah, that would have been great. Um, and my, my last floats your boat is the intercom announcement towards the end of the episode. They're like, a little boy named Kyoya is lost. His caretaker, Suo, is waiting for him. And then they go into the description. <laughs> you like, you expect it to be like this little child. She's like, Kyoya is five foot, 11 inches tall or something. And they're like, <laughs> there's people around that are like side eyeing Kyoya. Like, um, is that him? <laughs> I thought that was absolute gold. I was so certain that when they saw Tamaki in person that he was done for because you know y'all already did a lot by bringing him here and then to embarrass him like that yeah but um nothing happened though but still it was just hilarious Mm -hmm. but that's all i've got okay do you have any banana split yes i just have one oh same oh do you want to go first okay i had the self-interest motivates the host members participation like line yeah yeah which i mean i know that we were talking about the fact that you know like Kyoya likes to put on this persona of a bad guy, but then to just be like, it's only their self-interest that makes them do the club versus they actually like doing it. It's like, come on, Kyoya. Yeah. Like, I don't know 
who he could actually convince of that because Haruhi wasn't there, but they all do genuinely love Tamaki and they do all like hanging out. So I don't know why he was like going to the trouble of making it seem like that. Yeah. I thought it was just kind of unnecessary. It's like, you're not going to convince her. Even if that's Kyoya's reasoning, it wouldn't be everyone else's reasoning. Yeah. And it's not even Kyoya's reasoning. He was just lying. Right. Why lie? <laughs> right. Which I guess kind of brings us into my banana split. I feel like I could probably spend more time fleshing this out, but... I'm wondering if Kyoya's attitude comes from his father putting an insurmountable amount of pressure on him to succeed. Like, he does mm. say that it's a fun challenge, but I, I actually don't know if he truly feels that way or if he's trying to convince himself that he feels that way so that he stays motivated. He's just, like, so focused on what he can gain in most situations, but I do think he has a kind heart. Harahi says to him towards the end of the episode, you go to all the trouble to seem like a big jerk when being a nice guy comes so naturally to you. And I'm wondering if, like, this boy is just still figuring himself out. Like, how can he meet his father's expectations but also be true to himself? I think he's still figuring out how that all fits into his life and, like, who he truly is and stuff. It's kind of interesting to see such a man in progress be shown to us this way. Yeah. You know, I feel that what's going to make him like different and we'll see, you know, by the end of the anime, what makes Kyoya different from his brothers, from what I can tell, is that Kyoya is gaining all of these personal connections through the host club. Mm -hmm. So while his brothers might be meeting other corporation owners like through business meetings, Kyoya is amassing a contact list of all the people who would be taking over these companies. Yeah. And I feel like he's going to just leverage that to be like, I should be the one to take over our company because I'm the point of contact for so many of these people. Yeah. That it would be smarter for you to give the business to me than to give the business to my brothers and stuff. And he's using his looks to sort of also get his way as well, especially, I guess, with possible women or at least i would say if the family members taking over these corporations if it's not a man doing it and he doesn't have their contact that way then he's kind of getting it through like their daughters and stuff yeah he's so handsome like we have to do business with him like da -da 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 -da, you know <laughs> yeah do you have any rocky road no i just have one ice cream you scream and it's pretty light okay i have a hot fudge, but I feel like we might have the same thing. Your ice cream, you scream, might be my hot fudge. I wonder. Okay. Kyoya being woken up. <laughs> you know, uh, it's actually not, but okay. I, I'm right there with you. <laughs> yes. Okay. If I stayed up until five in the morning and it's still supposed to be my day off and you not only come into my house unannounced, but you're in my bedroom and you're talking to me about something that I'm not interested in, I would be pissed as hell. Oh, and same. I Kyoya did not want to go. I think the way that he said it, it was like, if y'all want to do that, 
then y'all can do that. He was not including himself. Mm -hmm. And then Tamaki, I feel, understood that. And so that's why he had all of the host members start changing him. But the fact that they woke him up when he was expecting his to spend his day like different, just showing up unannounced, waking him up. And then not only did you dress him up, take him to this place he didn't want to go to, but you didn't let give him his wallet or his phone. Uh, Yeah. It's insane. Like, I would be so angry. Oh, my (laughs) God. Same. Like, how dare you take me here? How am I going to get home? They just left him in that space. And then on top of it, because he didn't have his wallet, he didn't have his phone. He was hungry. He was actually very lucky that Haruhi just went to that expo on her own. Otherwise, he would have just been hungry, like, the whole time trying to find these people terrible yeah but that was my hot fudge uh so let's get into ice cream you scream so i think i only have one but what is your ice cream you scream it's not that deep i just put it in ice cream you scream because it rubbed me the wrong way it was tamaki's reasoning for going to the expo in the first yes that was mine too (laughs) yeah he's like to understand harahi better as a commoner You know, we should go to this expo. Commoners have to have these expos to cope with not being privileged enough to travel. And it's like, Tamaki, please just, like, shut the fuck up. Yes. Uh, Yeah. No, it just made me angry to, again, hear him describe her as less than and just thinking about people who make less money than his family so beneath him. And, you know, just stop. (laughs) Right. Like, I feel that... Honestly, Haruhi just gets treated like a token in a way. Like, oh, yeah. Even yeah. though she has been around them for how many like months or weeks or whatever, and they know the type of person that she is. And they've also been around her family. So they've met her dad. They've met her dad's like colleague, one of her middle school friends. Rather than just seeing these people as being resourceful and being like, oh, there's a lot more to commoners than what I think. His mind is stuck within these stereotypes of how less than that they are and making up stories to fit his narrative. And it's really annoying. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But okay, because we had the same ice cream you scream. So let's get into our last episode, episode 18. Chica's Down with Honey Declaration. The legitimate title, guys. I'm not saying that <laughs> to just say that. Here is our soft serve summary. Honey's younger brother, Yasu Chika, Chika Hani Nozuka, visits the host club. Family tradition demands a martial arts duel upon siblings meeting, and as usual, Honey wins. Chika demands that Honey steer clear of him at school. After he leaves, Haruhi learns how Honey quit being the captain of the Oran Karate Club in order to join the host club. Tamaki insists on helping the brothers reunite so they go to the dojo where Chika is now captain of the Karate Club. Chika confronts them, calling his brother an alien because Honey eats three whole cakes for dessert every night and holds a weekly midnight cake fest. This without getting weight. Honey apologizes for causing pain and suffering, but won't give up being true to himself. To settle the score, they have a martial arts duel, the stakes being Honey giving up his weekly midnight cake fest if he loses. Mori is confident Honey will throw the fight, but is devastated when Honey beats his brother. Honey considers Haruhi's opinion that if he loves cake more than his brother, 
he's a really terrible person, but also Tamaki's opinion that true strength means being true to yourself. Honey's response is to simply hug Usachan while saying, I love you. That's our summary. Okay. <laughs> Gianna, do you have a theme? Yes, I do. I actually took a quote from Tamaki and made it my theme for this episode. So Tamaki says, I think embracing the things you truly like and being able to enjoy them is worth more than anything to just be yourself. I think that's what true strength really is. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was good, yeah. Thank you. What do you have? I said, ignore the haters and be who you want to be. Hell yeah. That's like a much quicker way to say what I just said. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, we had to get the poetic side in, you know. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any sprinkle on top? Yes and no. It's just that I feel like this episode is actually pretty queer coded. It's just like a similar yes. story of like embracing yourself and not yeah. hiding parts of yourself to accommodate what other people expect of you. So it just like kind of felt very queer coded to me. I see it. I see it. Yeah. But that's it. Let's get into Floats Your Boat. I will say that it's so funny when there are characters that are also named Chica. Because sometimes like, <laughs> it, it catches is. me up. Because I'm just like, wait. This is, this is our second show with a Chica, right? Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. I've seen girl Chicas and guy Chicas. And mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just I get a little kick out of it. Even when I'm on like Twitter. And then there's some story. There's like a shoujo where the guy's name is like Chica and like... I don't know. Y'all will go up for them. And I'm just like, oh, somebody's going up for me. It's like, oh, wait, they're talking about this manga. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. yeah, like slow down. But anyway, close your boat. I thought it was hilarious that Renge shows up again. She showed up all three episodes. Shows up again. Yeah. And she's suddenly like this narrator for like a fight. It reminds me of like, you know, when boxers are fighting and then like, they're like, get ready to rumble like that. Yeah. 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 Her popping out like that. So it was just hilarious. I love when she shows up. Yeah. Yeah. Honey wins that fight by stealthily using like the shuriken on his brother. And Chica thought that he won, but Renge just has this whole instant replay readily available to show them that no, Honey actually won. With like this random projector, I'm just like, girl, how many things do you have hooked up in this room? <laughs> right? Like she's ready for literally anything. It's kind of scary. It is. It is. But hilarious. Because like, especially when Chica pulled out that like pipe and then Haruhi's like, ah, uh, no weapons allowed. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, that should be against the rules. <laughs> right, right. And I'm just like, yes. But then also, is it? Because we don't know, like... We don't know their traditions. Right. We don't know their traditions and stuff. Like, as long... Let me not say that. I was about to say something. I was like, well, true. As long as it's not a gun. But we... Ooh. Let's... Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. These are honorable fights. <laughs> yeah. So in the flashback where Tamaki meets Honey for the first time, Tamaki has this pink bunny puppet on his hand, and Honey asks him what kind of club he's starting. And the puppet head is drawn, like, so big it, like, takes up the whole screen, and Tamaki's voice is just booming. And it looks like it's just going to eat honey. And he's like, I cannot tell you how happy I am that you asked. And I just really love the comedic beats in that scene. I mean, one, I think it's just interesting to learn more about Honey and his background. And, like, it's cute to even, I don't know, just, like, I love the comedy of it. But then at the same time, it's just, like, we're supposed to be, like, so 
so serious or he's supposed to be this <laughs> serious quote-unquote manly club president person but i mean he's still the honey that we know and love so like there's yeah. going to be jokes and cake <laughs> and usachan yeah and in that scene is one of my favorite tamaki moments ever it loops back to my theme of the episode tamaki asks honey what he thinks true strength is and then tamaki just immediately follows it up with Hiding your true self and putting on airs seems a lot like running away. I think embracing the things you truly like and being able to enjoy them is worth more than anything to just be yourself. I think that's what true strength really is. And I love that so much. I feel like that's something not only Honey needed to hear, but a lot of the people watching Aura needed to hear. Yeah, you're right, because like, it does get into the fact that it's being true to yourself and then this episode being queer-coded, like, it's okay PSA, it's okay to it's okay to be gay, y'all. It's okay to yes. be queer. It's okay to be part of our community because we're in this community too, y'all. Yes. And just in general, I think it's okay to be exactly who you are and there's strength in being exactly who you are, especially when there are people like telling you that you would be so much better if you were X, Y, and Z and stuff and you're like fighting against that because they might think that that's best for you but you know the truth yes oh my gosh you know yourself better than anybody else knows you yeah and you have to like live with yourself as well and like look in the mirror and see you every day and i think it's better for you as a person to define who you are and how you want people to view you than to let other people tell you like who you need to be or who you ought to be. Yes. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that Honey, even though like he loves his brother or he didn't allow his brother's comments to influence him to change into what he didn't want to be. Yeah. 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 Um, I thought it was just so funny. Honey literally beating his dad's ass. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then being labeled a we a weapon of mass destruction. Guys, if you are like our age, right? You're like, we're, min we're millennials, aren't we? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Don't you remember when you were like growing up and you just heard about weapons of mass destruction every day on the flipping news? Like every day. I don't know. My mom might have shielded me from that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Because like my parents will watch the news all the time and then sometimes I will be around and they'd be talking about weapons of mass destruction. And so Jeez. when I saw this, right, so I'll just, when they were talking about this, I was just like, oh, my child. <laughs> um, wow, what a thing to be nostalgic over. <laughs> right, very bad, but still true. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, I remember when they were talking about this, you know, in yeah. certain wars and whatever <laughs> and stuff, and like hearing it, like, being used as a joke and stuff here i was like oh yeah they had to hide his talent or japan could get in trouble like right I they're like that. it might upset the un <laughs> right you know what it made me want to see honey's mom because how are their children coming out like that right. like i would love to see more of his family like I, it would be really interesting to see his mom in particular yeah, because I feel like they have to get their looks from the mom, like both of them. Yeah, because, probably. But although, honestly, I think it would have been funnier if Chica looked like the dad because nobody would tell, oh, they're brothers. Because when you see, like, I guess you don't really see the dad's features, like, for real. But 
when you're looking at like the impression of the dead or like the dead coming at honey, he just seems like this like super bodybuilder, like yeah. maniac guy. And I don't know, it would have been a little bit more comedic for me if Chica looks more like the dad. So then it's just like, what? They're related. Yeah. Yeah. I love that honey was just like, he's so strong that he just beat his dad's ass. It's like, oh, well, I guess I can be exactly who I want to be now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah honey is just going to be honey and it doesn't really matter what people think even if maury's the one doing the thinking <laughs> it yeah. doesn't matter like yeah honey is going to eat cake right which brings me into my next floats your boat i love that the scene is drawn almost to be like a horror scene <laughs> when chica yeah. wakes up in the middle of the night and he wanders down the hall to the dining room where the light's still on and it's like lit under honey's face so you see all the shadows <laughs> and he's like once a week i have a special cake night where i eat all the cake i want usachan helped me come up with the idea <laughs> it's like it's like it was straight out of a horror movie yeah and it was so bad that all of them agreed that he was an alien for doing it <laughs> yeah because like these cakes guys like the cake they look like wedding cakes like they're that right, these big. are tiered cakes yeah by himself like oh my gosh i would be so ill right like, oh gosh i mean i love sweets but that's a lot for me <laughs> That would be too much. I couldn't even eat a cake by myself. It could be a, a one-tier cake. There's no way. Over a series of days, maybe. But, like, one sitting, never. Right. Like, I don't know if I could do it, like, over a series of days if it was one of those, like, really dense cakes, like a birthday cake, you know? Mm, yeah. But if it was one of those, like, little bunt cakes that, like, you get from, like, a giant grocery store. Guys, they're, like, $3. They're so good. Highly recommend. <laughs> like, I could probably fuck one of those up within a week <laughs> or like you know like the baby smash cakes those are tiny I could do oh that. those are tiny yeah <laughs> yeah i could do that but yeah but like a dense like big ass birthday cake hell no nah. no no, no. Uh, anyway do you have any more folks your boat <laughs> I have a couple more. Yeah, they're all pretty okay. quick. So there's a fourth wall break that we get towards the end of the episode. It's the last battle we see between Honey and Chica, and it's on this big breezy field. And it pans over to Harahi, and she's just like, since when does Oran have a field like this? I love it. Yeah. I mean, I just love Oran, but yeah. I love when they like create these different like set pieces and areas just specifically to have like certain scenes play out them having the fight scene and that they're just in this like meadow i guess that's sort of close to the school like they like, could have just used the music room but i just love that they went the extra mile to just make it so insane <laughs> yes and then this actually gets into my last floats your boat which is Mori narrating the fight. Like, yes. It felt as if it was a touch of shonen here. Where it's <laughs> For like, sure. Honey respects Yasuchika. And he noticed that anytime Honey does something in a fight with him, that Yasuchika mimics that in the next fight that they have. And mm -hmm. Honey wants to give his brother time to practice his new <laughs> techniques. So he'll do other stuff and it's just like, oh my gosh, okay, just this world building of like Honey and Chica fighting and then more is just like, you know, there's nothing wrong with the fight between brothers. It's actually very healthy and everything. <laughs> 
But me knowing who Honey is because of his love for his brother, he's going to fake this fight and then it doesn't happen. Right, right. Honey would just never give up his special cake night for anything. It was so hilarious because it just felt as if he became like this statue and they were trying to comfort Maury. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's actually all my floats or vote. Really? I thought you had... Oh, okay. I thought there was more. No, no, because that was... I had the same thing as you. Okay. I got, We were twinning all episodes. Right. Do you have any banana split? I just have one. Okay, me too. It's not really anything specific. I just put that I feel bad that Chica's living in the shadow of Honey, but I just don't think he should be putting his brother down the way that he does. Right? Oh my gosh. From Chica to Chica, I had an inferiority <laughs> complex. <laughs> When I was growing up before we moved, because all of my sisters went through like the same school system, except for me, we moved when I was in middle school. And so people in like our family as well, like, which I highly don't recommend if any of our listeners have kids. Please don't get comfortable comparing your kids to one another in front of the kid that you think needs to do better. Oh, that gosh. is so terrible. It's a mind fuck. It doesn't really leave them, especially if you keep harping on it over and over. But when you get that shit at home and then you get it at school, like you just get so upset. It is annoying because it's like, can I just be my own person? Yeah. We aren't all the same people, you know? So, like, I understood him being, like, frustrated to the point of, like, I don't want to hear about my brother. Stop talking about him. But I do think that it's bad that he decided to lash out at Honey because Honey is just living his life. And it's not like he's tormenting his brother on purpose or making these people talk about him to his brother on pu- on purpose. Yeah. 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 Um, what did you have? No, that's the same. We had the same thing. Oh, we had the same thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from Float Your Boat, I really didn't have a whole lot for this episode. I have one Rocky Road and one Ice Cream You Scream. Okay. I just have one Ice Cream You Scream. So let's get into Rocky Road. Okay. I feel like we've already touched on this, so we probably don't have to get too deep into it. It's just so sad to me that Honey tried to alter his personality to be who others expected him to be when it's so clear that he just wanted to embrace the things he loved. Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we all sort of go through that, you know. Yeah. Well, I won't say all of us, but I would definitely say people in like the LGBTQIA plus community have all gone through that phase of, okay, I'm going to try to be who people want me to be, but it sucks. Like, yeah, Yeah. you know, and like that validation from acting a certain way, it never really reaches your heart because you aren't being who your heart wants you to be. Yeah. So I wish that more of us had the opportunity to just sort of kick whoever, whoever is judging us like in the ass to the point where it's like, oh, you should just be whoever it is you want to be. Like, (laughs) I think a lot of us would be uh, so much happier where it's just like, yeah, you know what? I like won this battle. So I'm just going to be me and you're going to accept that and everybody around me is going to accept that yeah but yeah i totally understand why you put that in rocky road Mm -hmm. but that's all i got for rocky road do you have any hot fudge or anything or do you just want to go to ice cream you scream nope no hot fudge for me i just have ice cream you scream okay like one yeah same and honestly it's like stuff we've already talked about so i don't want to like beat it too much it's just that i 
didn't like the way Chica was putting down his brother's interests and saying that he'll never recognize him as the head of the Honey Nazuka family because of them. He says specifically, I respected his ability to avoid cute stuff and sweets even though he loved it. And it just makes me like really sad and mad that that's his perspective and hopefully growing up he'll learn that that really isn't the way to see it and that it's actually really strong that he embraced himself. But yeah. Yeah, like, I also had that I didn't like him insulting his brother to his friends, Mm -hmm. which basically he also called Honey, like, a dimwit. But I just feel like in connection with what you were saying, it's like you can not see eye to eye with your family member, but I would never publicly embarrass my sibling like that. Oh my god, me neither. To their friends, because what did he do to deserve that, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I get that he has an inferiority complex, but nobody told you to literally go. Like, you could have just met him at home and fought him at home. But instead, you came to the host club, and then you're saying all of these mean things. And it's like, that's really not necessary. Yeah, and then he's like, don't bother me at school, got it? But, like, he bothered his brother at school. (laughs) Like, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't make any sense, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I guess that is it. So that was episode 18 of Orin High School Host Club. And this was episode 33 of Shoujo Sunday. Okay. And it is time for our patron shout out. For our Sprinkles patrons, we have PJ, Pete, and Akemi. And if I said your name wrong, please correct me on Discord. I'm so sorry. For our whipped cream patron, we have Mark M. And for our hot fudge patrons, we have Aaron, AJ, Mark D, and Mackenzie. Thank you all so much for being our patrons. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. We hope you liked it. If you can, please make sure to follow us on your preferred podcast platform. We're literally everywhere. We have a link tree, so it's linktree.com slash shoujo sunday. And you can find our latest episode there. And it also allows you to see other platforms were posted on so anywhere we're listed i'm pretty sure our link tree like has that within um our latest episode link also you should follow us on social media we are shoujo sunday everywhere primarily on twitter and instagram and guys we have discord yes So please join our community there. We would love to talk to you guys. We have channels for like podcast discussion. So if you guys wanted to talk a little bit more about one of our opinions, it's available. It's free. So you could also find that within our link tree as well. It's like the very first link in our link tree, which our link tree is always in our show notes. So you got an easy out like you can do it. It's right there. Okay, I want to see more of you guys. But yeah, so join our Discord. And I am Chica Supreme. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Chica Supreme. And that's Chica with a K and not two Cs. Gianna? Hey, I am Gianna Luna. You can follow me everywhere at Gianna underscore Luna underscore. And that's Gianna with one N. Okay, and we will see you guys next time. All right, yes, we will see you then. Bye. Bye.